What's up, folks? This is Justin, and this is a side quest entry for the Welcome to Your Doom show. I've been watching a lot of films that involve time travel as of late and thought it would be kind of cool to put my interpretation into a side quest of how time travel works in films. Obviously, not all films are made alike, um, but I'm going to use an example of one of the films that is obviously my favorite franchise of all time, and I'll let you interpret my interpretation to see if it makes any sense. So, let's talk about time travel. There are prominent theories about how time travel could work out there, but I'm going to go with the assumption that in order to accept that time travel is a thing, we'll have to accept the theories of parallel universes, or infinite universes, or more specifically, daughter universes, or the many worlds theory proposed by Hugh Everett. This theory states that for every action or decision we make, there are multiple universes spawned from that single decision. So to simplify it, there are two universes or timelines out there at this exact moment. One where I made this side quest, and one where I didn't make this side quest. Now here's the really interesting part. Given that you're listening to this side quest, now you are in the universe where I did make it. Now let's make things a little bit more complicated. Say I decided to put more or less work into this podcast, or this side quest rather. Well, that would spawn many different universes depending on the choices I made, and in turn, it would influence the content and quality of this side quest. So, that means there are hundreds or thousands or millions of other versions across infinite timelines of this side quest. However, you are just listening to this singular version of it. That's the key thing to understand here is this side quest exists at this point among infinite universes, but we are only experiencing it with our ears um, in this one timeline right now. So, that's a lot of preamble. Uh, let's talk movies to illustrate this point. Terminator. Arguably one of the best series to take on time travel, and T2 is probably my favorite film of all time. Now, since we're dealing with time travel, I'm going to simplify things by only talking about multiple timelines or universes spawned from the result of time travel. This will make things a lot simpler down the road. Terminator, for the uninitiated, deals with machines becoming sentient and destroying and enslaving the human race. But there is a single human who rises from the ashes to smash those metal motherfuckers into junk. His name was Connor. John Connor. Connor and his group of freedom fighters managed to destroy the machine's defensive grid, effectively winning the war. However, Skynet had one ace in the hole, the time machine. And this is where things get interesting, folks. So let's call the timeline we just discussed Timeline Prime. This timeline involves Sarah raising John as a normal kid, John took on his own interests, Skynet happened, and John manages to acquire his skills in an undetermined but definitive way. No one shows up from the future in the past to talk to Sarah or John, just one linear path up to the point the machines decide to go back in time. So the machines send back a rogue T-800 to kill the mother of John Connor, but fail because in the future, John sends back Kyle Reese. To keep things simple, let's say Kyle and the T-800 arrive at the same time. Well, now we have two timelines. We have Timeline Prime and we have Terminator Timeline 1, or T-1 for short. T-1 plays out just like, well, T-1. And we have a timeline where Sarah is aware of the war, John is the son of Kyle Reese, and in the future you've got an even badder version of John Connor because he's even more prepared. However, Timeline Prime is unaffected because in Timeline Prime, no one from the future arrived in the past. 
even though the machine's intended destination was 43 years in the past in their timeline, they can never land there because wherever they land back in time will branch off a new timeline independent of Timeline Prime. So essentially the machines were not fighting for their timeline, they were fighting for another one. Their futile time travel effort move was just that, futile, in that they wouldn't be able to change their timeline. The humans weren't just going to fade away in their own timeline, especially John Connor. So why didn't we see that happen in the first Terminator film? Well, that's easy, because we were watching T1, not T-Prime. We've never seen T-Prime. We've only heard about it in T1. The first Terminator is a telling of that universe from the T1 timeline. Okay, let's add a third timeline to the mix. Let's say Kyle and the T-800 both land in a scrapyard. The T-800 lands right smack dab in a compactor, and Kyle lands right next to the controls. He hits the controls, destroys the T-800, and his job's done. Then, let's say, he decides he doesn't want to mess with the timeline, so he covers his tracks, ensures no one finds the time-displaced T-800, and lives an unremarkable life that doesn't change the timeline at all. Well, the only difference between Timeline Prime and this third timeline is that a time-displaced Reese now lives in it. All of the other events play out exactly like T-Prime. Now, if we were watching one of these timelines, how would we know which one we are watching if they're so similar? Well, if in the year 2027 there's an old Kyle Reese hanging out in the background, we're not in T-Prime anymore. We're watching this third timeline. The concept of which timeline we're watching is an important one as an audience member of these films. And in this third timeline, Kyle is getting sent back in time again to either T1 or the same third timeline, or one of the other infinite timelines spawned from him landing back in time. But regardless, him going back in time is happening in this third timeline because that's what happened in Timeline Prime. And if this third timeline is basically played out exactly the way Timeline Prime did, then, well, it's going to happen in this timeline too. Okay, so that's that concept. But what about Back to the Future? Time was changing in real time for Marty McFly. How come they didn't do it the right way like the Terminator series did? Because James Cameron and Robert Zemeckis are very different people, folks. They're different dudes, they made different movies, and treated time travel completely different in their films to fit the narrative of whatever story it is they're trying to tell. These are all just theories about how time travel works, so a film can do it however they want. No one way is the right way, and no one way is the wrong way. However, myself, I kind of liked... Well, I can't even say that because I really enjoyed the way they did it in Back to the Future as well. It's just that where Terminator could be explained by using multiple timelines, it seems that if you go back in the past and alter the future or vice versa in the Back to the Future series, it will affect everything. So anyways, I'm not going to get into that because I haven't given the Back to the Future series a lot of thought. I think it's actually a lot simpler until you start thinking of the paradoxes of how all of that shit works because you might end up just breaking space and time if you don't time travel like a gentleman or a gentlewoman. Um, in that case, folks, that's all I got for today. I think I'm going to be putting out another side quest later on this week or probably early next week, mainly because Uttal and I will not have time to actually record a podcast for Monday. At least I don't think we will. Um, so hopefully this will tide you over until the next official podcast, uh, which will be episode 40, and I do not know what the, the topic's going to be yet. But uh, until then, hope you enjoyed this side quest. Uh, hope this explains time travel movies for you a little bit more. And uh, till my next side quest, which should be coming out in about a week. That's all I got. Cheers.